0: Let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to the Frankensteiner Presents Dynamite Smackdown with cool dude Steve in bodacious April. April and the franken run wild over you, dude. That's right. Here we are for the most exciting podcast about sports entertainment in the world. We put butts in the seats. I'm your host, Steve Bacorni. Not joined by April, but joined with the newly crowned AUWDC champion, Cliff Red Dog Miller.
1: Oh, yeah!
0: (laughs) With his new (laughs) catchphrase. Yep.
1: Gonna change it up every time.
0: (laughs) You know what? It kind of works. Uh, You could do like a half (laughs) Kool Aid Man, half.
1: Big red dog. Do like a little growl and they're like, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like Macho Man.
0: (laughs) Uh, You could name your finisher the Crocodile Splash. Isn't that a flavor?
1: Oh, (laughs) that was a flavor. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect.
0: So Cliff is joining. Uh, I mean, he usually joins us anyway, but we're going to cover Raw and NXT as well. So we'll probably start with that because we do things chronologically. Cliff, what you got for RAW? I, I full disclosure did not watch at all. I saw results like last Friday about it and just decided it was probably I was probably better off just not watching.
1: Yeah, I mean I could understand that. It was it's also Veterans Day for me, so like I barely watched RAW because we went for out your to service, dinner.
0: Cliff, thank you for your service. Did you go get a free meal? Oh, thank you.
1: I went to, I did the Applebee's thing. You know how everybody's like, all oh, you veterans, you know, you just talk about how you served and then you just go get your free Applebee's. <laughs> like, yeah, I was one of those guys.
0: <laughs> don't you, uh, don't, doesn't Applebee's usually pay people to eat there?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, do they? <laughs> I don't know. Their food, food's okay. <laughs> I mean, so, let's be real. Like, so we were there and we already knew there was going to be a wait and we, we were there for like twenty minutes. It's fine. Yeah. And what? My family, my wife and I, and my daughter. We don't we don't complain about service at all. So we understand because my my wife also likes to. Uh, she's a waitress as well at one time. So, uh, we were we're there and the waiter came. Like he got my order. He got my wife's order for our drinks because we were like we just want some waters and then I'll get a beer, and walked off. And Kira was like. I wanted chocolate milk. I was like, I know. I'm sorry, he forgot you. <laughs> <God> <laughs> like, damn, bad. Uh, but to kick things off, right? Uh, Becky Lynch came out. This was a, a recorded show that came off the back of SmackDown Friday. So fans in Manchester got two shows for one. Oh, and uh, Becky Lynch, <laughs> Becky Lynch, kicked us off uh we did have the kabuki warriors versus uh lynch and flair which was kind of a cool uh setup um obviously people are wondering how it went it went the way it went down like trash um
0: (laughs) the one the one thing i can say about charlotte flair and i talk a lot of shit but she's not made for tag team wrestling She definitely not She's like, uh, that clip of her, like, trying to get the hot tag from Natalia, like, two weeks ago, and she's, like, right there. (laughs) Like, it's just garbage. Like, she's not made for that.
1: Oh. But, um, in this match, though, as, like, the action went back and forth, uh, Shayna Baszler came out and kind of distracted Becky. Uh, Becky got rolled up, and she got pinned, um, afterwards, uh, Baszler went in and started beating down the man. Um, Bailey came out and attacked Baszler. And then, as uh, Baszler ran out into the crowd, uh, the man Becky came through and beat up Bailey. So it's kind of worked in his own little triangle, True. but that was kind of went off the rails. Next up, we had Drew McIntyre versus uh, Sankara. Uh, Sin Cara got squashed, and right after this show aired was when Sankara uh put in a request to be released which probably won't be granted.
0: You know what though? I I honestly just read that they're also beginning to grant releases. They're they're granting releases to people they think uh won't be a benefit to AEW and like in the case of um uh Hideo Atami, like won't go make a big splash in Japan, but they, you can't really guess that because I mean look at um what the fuck was his name? The Star Child. Uh, oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. With the Dreads, well, like he went to Japan as a young lion, and j- now he's like being fucking huge. Like he was supposed to have that match with uh, Moxley. So it's a oh, very yeah. it's a very good chance that uh, Sin Cara will get his release, and possibly Biff Busick, Orny Larkin, um, will also get his release because he I sent to the chat. Uh, also asked for his release.
1: Right.
0: Everything is fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just we have a few couple guys who either get fired, quit, or ask for the release from WWE. Don't worry about it. We won't bring those names up, but just know that happens.
0: And then CH like, also had like his huge meltdown.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah. It was that whole situation is just it's wild inside of itself. Yeah. But that's um, three in
0: a week. Three in a week,
1: right? Not to include uh, the revival earlier this year. Mike and Maria Canellas. Um, oh, uh, yeah, there was another big name that asked for the release as well. I can't remember who it was. Harper. Go, Luke Harper. Yeah. So, I just I do with Sin Cara. I don't really see a problem why WWE wouldn't, have, wouldn't release him. Yeah. he's just going to go to CMLL. Totally. So he's just going back to, yeah, he's going back to Mexico wrestling, Mexican wrestling. And I know that he said he wanted to try his hand in, um what was it? Uh, Alberto Patron's new promotion, which oh, is like yeah. all about like, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm kind of down with that. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I hope the best for him though. Uh, right after that, we had the sing brothers versus our truth on a, One-on-two 24-7 championship handicap match ended in no contest. We then went to Seth Rollins coming out to cut a promo, talk about how he's the best and blah, 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 only to be answered by the one, the only, the great, Volta. But to no avail, uh, (laughs) this match ended in disqualification because, you know, Seth Rollins can't get beat. In the UK, or on planet Earth to begin with. Fucker. (laughs) (laughs) But the match broke down. Ended up going to uh, a four-on-four, where Imperium then fought Street Profits, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins, um, only to lose, which I made a huge fuss about this in our chat room that we were talking about. Like, it made no sense to have Imperium lose. They're a unit. It only makes sense to have the unit win they versus only team up <laughs> against, against three other P- uh acts together to fight one cause. Granted, two of those guys are former world champions. One of those guy, one of those teams was an NXT champion. But this is a cohesive unit, as Imperium is. <clears throat> and I was like, we didn't really get to see. The real Imperium, we got to see like a fraction of what they can do.
0: Alexander Wolf, I love you.
1: Yes. Like Fabian, Fabian and Marcel, man, are amazing. And you mean to tell me you just like, oh yeah, we'll just feed them to the street profits, and we'll just we'll show why Raw is better than (laughs) NXT UK. Fuck you guys. NXT UK is already hurting in the ratings. Like, I don't think it's in the top twenty-five programs for WWE Network. So, what are we going to do? Crush them. Assholes. Um, Andrade defeated Cedric Alexander with the help of Zelina Vega. We then got this crazy thing going on with uh, Lana saying that she was nine weeks pregnant, although she'd been cheating on Rusev for seven weeks, which means that Rusev planted a little child in her, only to find out that that was a lie, that it didn't happen at all. And this was the main reason
0: I just didn't even fucking bother.
1: (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, like there was a whole storyline kind of being woven around uh, Eric Rowan carrying around some random basket with something in it. (laughs) Didn't make it was like a pet. It looks like. Uh, but then he be- he defeated uh, Sonar Durson.
0: That's not Ooh. a name.
1: That that is the name. That <laughs> is the name of the person they named. <laughs> um, what makes this even worse, though, is that the Viking Raiders had an- had another matchup, right? But they had him against former uh, UK tag champs uh, Mark Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, and like they just ran through them. And I get it, like, those guys are lighter or, like, smaller, and it would, yeah. like, make sense, kind of. But I was like, you know, you were just showing people in the U.S. why they be be uh, NXT UK. Because you're just crushing these guys all the time. Um, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and uh, Umberto Carrillo defeated the OC. This was... Uh, Ricochet was kind of teasing that Randy Orton was going to Betray him during the match. Never happened. So I guess that was kind of cool. And that's how Raw went off the air was that whole last match.
0: What would you uh, rate that show?
1: <clears throat> I, I From what I watched, a C... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think... Well, like, it was cool. Okay, so let me be real. It was cool to see Imperium. It was cool to see Baszler. It was cool to see uh, Flash and uh, Morgan, uh, Flash Morgan and, and Mark Andrews. It was cool to see those guys. What I just didn't appreciate was we didn't even give these guys like a proper match. We just went in there and crushed them for yeah. what to show that the main roster was cool. Like nobody, it's it's Survivor Series. We want to make. NXT look like a threat to the main roster, and you're just having run-ins. And then, even <laughs> when you have, like, actual matches, just like, Raw Superior! Like, stop him, man. Like, yeah. they're all under the WWE umbrella. Make them look like equals. And, yeah, I was like, I know, like, the Viking Raiders have, like, this big move going into the Survivor Series against uh, Undisputed Era, as well as the New Day. But it's like, you just crushed a team that was a former champ too. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't get WWE booking sometimes and it pisses me off.
0: It's, uh, I just don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> like, like we've discussed multiple times how NXT, you can't treat NXT like the minor league anymore because it it, it is on cable television and it shouldn't be treated yep. as the minor league anymore. And they're doing a really great job about doing that with the women's division. So whoever is producing the women's division segments needs to come over and do the men's segments because the women's segments are fucking awesome. And the men's are just like, Oh yeah, here we go again.
1: Exactly. And my problem is is like and it's like Vince McMahon pulls all the strings in the background like and you know he's doing it and you're like, come on man, like there's no need to crush every single thing that you guys are starting up. It's like Vince is like, Well, this isn't main roster stuff, so uh Hunter, all your guys are gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pull the strings.
1: Exactly. Um, I gotta pull my notes for NXT. Actually, yeah, let's do it. I saw
0: uh, some clips from uh, NXT, but nothing like yeah. huge.
1: Well, NXT NXT was a far better show, obviously, compared to like Raw SmackDown. We talk about it all the time. It's it is what it is. But we start off the matchup with uh, the NXT Cruiserweight champ, Leo Rush, against Angel Garza, which ended with it was kind of cool because everybody went for their finishers. Like, uh, Leo Rush um, went for his frog slash and got a two count. Uh, Garza, who normally wins with the clipped wings, I think it was the wing clipper. Um, He, uh, he, you know, Leo rush kicked out of two, uh, Garza was going to go for a top rope wing clipper. Um, but Leo rush fought out, hit another frog splash from the top got the three count. And so he just stayed your champion. So very exciting.
0: It's crazy to me that Leo rush, like was just a couple months ago, super hated backstage supposedly. And now he's like having a pretty good run as the cruiserweight champion.
1: I don't see, like, I don't know if Leo Rush ever had. I know there was like a lot of reports that he had like a lot of backstage heat, and like everybody was trying to talk to him. But I think it was Leo Rush. Leo Rush is like such an asset, and it's it's almost so, it's it's funny how like they want to regulate him to just a manager position a with Bobby yeah, 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 and and sure he can talk, and he talks very well. But he's also he's like a well-rounded student and they they needed to utilize him like that and they just they're like no no you're cool just mouthpiece and do your cool little flips off of stuff so that way you can get away from guys and it's like dude if you only watch him in the ring like he has the come up like that's a great stunner like from the bottom rope and then and he has uh you know and he also has his his frog splash that's been getting so much praise from even D'Lo Brown himself has been talking about how awesome his frog splashes, and it's just, it's funny to watch, you know, to I w- once stood
0: behind D'Lo Brown at the gas station.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you hear about when he, so Leo Rush got married, right? And when he got married in Vegas, uh, D'Lo Brown saw him and followed him, like, through, like, a couple roads, and then Leo Rush recognized D'Lo, so he got out of the car, and D'Lo was like, oh shit, it's the guy with the really cool frog splash. <laughs> and Leo Rush goes, I have the really cool frog splash. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always a great story to think about. Like, Yeah, that's so lit.
0: <laughs> you dealing with the real deal now. Woo!
1: <laughs> so Zia Lee, uh, Lee uh, defeated Aaliyah. Small, short match. Nothing really big to talk about with that one. Um, Finn Balor then comes out and Finn Balor talks about NXT. He says, what happened to NXT? He's like, when I, when I left here, NXT was on top. And now you get a little injury and you're out for three weeks. He's like, look at Johnny Gargano. Hit him with one move. He's out for three weeks and he's crying about his neck. He's like, have you seen, he goes, I hit Matt Riddle with the same move. I haven't seen Matt Riddle all day. And just when he said that, Matt Riddle came out the crowd and they got into a fight and, you know, a little brawl thing going on. Um, and it was announced that Johnny Gargano was getting pulled out of NXT WarGames because of a neck injury and that Matt Riddle would be taking his place.
0: When my neck hurts.
1: I'm about to go. It's just weird how, like, Johnny Gargano follows Tommaso Ciampa, like, so closely Right. Like, (laughs) to the T, even a neck injury, he's leaving. Um, Next thing we have is Keith Lee um, calls out. He actually called out um, Cole, and Roddy ended up taking the, the spot and said, no, you'll fight me. So we got Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong. Which ended up with, I think it just ended up like a huge breakdown. Um, it w- it did break down. Um, the guys jumped in the ring. Uh, there was a big battle, and it was only Tommaso Ciampa and Keith Lee because Matt Riddle got taken out by Finn Balor. Um, but then you had Dominic Dijakovic uh, show up and just clear house. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty excited to see uh, Dominic because, you know, like, even though that like, Keith Lee and him had like a couple matches like together, they're gonna be like this crazy tag team if you can get them together. Crazy, so. yeah. But that still leaves um, so you so, now you have Dominic Dychkovich, Keith Lee, and Tommaso Ciampa and a mystery partner uh, for War Games, while you they're going against Undisputed Era, who like Undisputed Era has been in the last two War Games. And now they're going to be in the third one, so it's kind of kind of wild to think about. Bring back Alexander uh, Wolf.
0: He was the fucking highlight of that Sanity War Games match.
1: <laughs> so our last, uh, our next matchup was Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. I was talking about it on the Raw NXT with Chaz and Jace, and we. I, I'm a huge fan of Sh- uh, Shane Strickland, so to see him come into WWE, get his name changed to Swerve, he's quickly becoming like one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, that nasty ass kick that he has, where he just kind of like looks like he's floating midair and kicks a dude in the back of the neck, is one of my favorite finishers I've ever seen. <laughs> I've never seen it. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get you to check it out. Hey, can it's can you hear when I legit. play stuff?
0: Can you hear this? Can you hear that? You
1: say no. Oh, I cannot hear it. Okay, no problem. Continue. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Damien Priest attack Killian Dane. So, uh, yep. So, Damian Priest attacked Killian Dane and Pete Dunne, and then that kind of fade off into its own thing. I think all three of those guys are going to have a match at War Games. Um, Io Shirai defeated Mia Yim for the War Games Advantage Ladder, which that was the only way it was going to make sense, because if you had uh, Mia Yim win, it would just mean that the faces had the advantage in a match that's designed for heals yeah. to have the advantage in. Yeah. So you,
0: you want the heat and then you want the cooldown, you want the heat, you want the cooldown. Totally.
1: What made this really cool, too, was as the match was starting to break down, um, we found out who Shayna Baszler's fourth member is for uh, TakeOver, which we know it's going to be Candice LeRae, um, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, and Oh uh, Mia Yim are going to be on. Team Ripley. And then on Shayna Baszler, you have uh, Bianca Belair, Eosha Rai, and the women's UK champion, and a person that I've admired since the first Mae Young Classic, uh, Kaylee Ray, is going to be the other member on Team Baszler for, for War Games. And I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm mad excited for this matchup. <laughs>
0: Rhea Ripley's awesome. Yeah. No fucking joke. She's great.
1: I like her. Yeah. 100%. I feel like I feel like somebody else is gonna end up using that somewhere down the line. Wonder who it could be. I don't know. I have no idea. Um but I will say it was funny because Marty got me uh hooked on Kaylee Ray. Because um, we watched the Mae Young Classic from twenty seventeen. And she was the first matchup, and I saw her, and I was like, "That's my girl. I don't care, so I've been following her career since then, and I'm just glad to see her being uh, in NXT as um, even if NXT UK., just in NXT. I'm just glad she's in the WWE.
0: <laughs> Hell, yeah. Uh, what would you rate that show?:
1: Uh I give it it. A minus? A minus. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Better wrong. Pretty,
0: pretty high. All right, let's go to the real good show Wednesday night. We have AEW Dynamite from November thirteenth. You watched the pay per view,
1: yeah? I did. Alright, perfect.
0: what did you think of the pay per view?
1: I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I'm a yeah. huge fan of AEW as well. It's fucking so good. It makes me sick to my stomach how good it is. You no, know, like a lot of people were complaining about full gear because they're like, oh, well, the Moxley Omega match went too far. I was like, bro, we didn't go far enough. We didn't get a light tube. We didn't get nothing <laughs> though." It's supposed to be in these matches. Then this is a what like what did you think was gonna happen? You asked for people to bring back the nineties like hardcore lifestyle, and when you got it, you were like, Oh no. <laughs> like <laughs> knock it off. Knock it off. You can have it both ways, okay? Yeah. It's... I wanted light tubes, I wanted someone to get hit with a stapler, but unfortunately Jimmy Havoc was still in the back somewhere, drunk Give or trying to recover from his dunkenness. <laughs> getting, getting choked out by Excalibur. <laughs>
0: Fucking great.
1: Which, that was just down the road from the house. Yeah. Like, from where I live. Yeah, it's like, it's only like a 10-minute drive to Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Should have been there.
0: Should have went to Tony Schiavone's birthday. What are you doing?
1: I didn't get invited, so I didn't want to go. Uh, fair enough. For another show, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> uh,
0: so we open up with Moxley versus Michael A uh, uh, Super quick match. Hits a paradigm shift. Done and over with. Um, Cuts a a pretty amazing promo. Just like, you know, I deliver what I say I deliver. I'm looking for somebody who can be the last man standing. I'm going to burn AEW down. Um, Who's going to accept my challenge? Uh, The match was whatever. Pretty quick. Uh, I would still give it an A because Moxley is fucking awesome. Uh, Then we go... We got Jurassic Express versus The Dark Order. Um, hey, have you ever heard Evil Uno talk? Oh, I, this is so. This was the first time his voice does not match what he looks like. I guess not. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. I enjoyed when Marco and Jungle Boy came out. And they like ran around the ring, and when they passed the Dark Order, Marco like flipped him the bird. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Marco is great at getting his ass whooped. Jungle Boy hits some amazing moves, um, but for all for not, Dark Order defeats the winless Jurassic Express at this point. How the fuck do they not have a win?
1: Um. Well, let's be real, okay? There was a there was something else that happened.
0: Oh yeah, we'll get into that. In just a
1: second. In, into that, but it's because let's if I am missing my biggest asset to my team, and I am running around with Marco's Stunt, which Marco, your offense is amazing, but let's be real, he's a smaller guy. He's going to get his ass beat. He becomes a weak link, and as cool as Jungle Boy is, he he needs his pet dinosaur. So. Here's oh. what it is.
0: I think Did I just figure this out? Hold on. No. Uh, I just want to play Delos theme song so everyone hears it on the podcast. <laughs> I got it to work with uh, Scott Steiner promo. I don't know what's going on now. This one? Nope. Yeah, so, uh, like I said before, Evil Uno... Grabs a microphone and basically tells everybody to give Marco stunt a round of applause. Uh, tells him the only way you'll be able to like be better than what you are is by joining the Dark Order. Jungle Boy runs in, throws the masks down that Dark Order is offering to Marco. Um Evil Uno says, you know, put him down. So what's the what's the fucking other dude? His, the other guy's name is like something Stew, <laughs> Stew Grayson. I think it's just Stew, <laughs> Stew Grayson. Yeah. Um, no, they just the, call him Grayson now. Oh, nice. Of course they do. Why yeah, not? they dropped the Stew Every, part. Everyone
1: needs to be one name.
0: Uh, they start beating the shit, and then who comes
1: out, Cliff? Oh, the man himself, Soros <laughs>
0: And fucking, on a, like, a house of fire comes out. Boots the one guy down. Just fucking crushes everybody. It's great.
1: Wasn't there, like, a loud dinosaur noise, and that's what stopped everybody at first? And then they all looked up at the ramp, and that's where he was?
0: I think it was just his theme music, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I thought I heard, like, a dinosaur sound for some reason. You wanted to hear it. It did. I do. Because I think that would be a better way for him to come out. Like, make a return. You just hear... Or whatever <laughs> downstairs sound like. And <laughs> just go after
0: like. it. <laughs> uh, so, he runs off the heels. And uh, Jurassic Express, all three members, stand triumphantly. I'd give this a uh, B, for sure. What about you, Cliff? What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a B. I really... I'll be honest. I loved the banter between like all three commentators when uh, Luchasaurus did that. That I think he calls it the tail whip, oh, where yeah. he like took out three members, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, with a leg kick." No, I think he calls it a tail whip. That's what a tail whip looks like. <laughs> I'm like yeah, Shivani's great.
0: Shivani's having such a good time. Yes, uh, life. We get a three way match: Sean Spears, Peter Avalon. Shh. And Darby Allen. A pretty good match to start off with. Kind of a brawl. Um, Who shows up? Joey Janela hits the ring and starts attacking Spears. They go through the crowd, which leaves Avalon and Allen. Avalon, or I'm sorry, Allen hits the uh, Coffin Drop. One, two, three. Grabs a mic after the match and accepts Moxley's challenge. What do you think that's going to look like?:
1: uh, that's also going to look like a giant car crash, but it's going to be an awesome one that we can't stop watching.
0: <laughs> I'm just hoping it's sanctioned <laughs> at this point. like there's it's too many matches where it's not sanctioned for, uh, for Mox, so he needs he needs some sanctioned match. he needs some wins under his belt. Then we got uh, Nyla Rose versus Danny Jordan. Uh, again, we haven't seen Nyla Rose since the what, last pay-per-view, Cliff?
1: It's been a while since she's she's appeared. Yeah,
0: she lost that match against Riho. Uh, this is kind of her debut back. Uh, Jordan is just a, a jobber. Gets smashed. Whatever. The match is whatever. The Dark Angel of Death, Tony Schiavone interview is Allie on the ramp, and we get uh, Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes down, attack her, cut off a piece of her hair, and leave Allie in shock. Um, a cool part about this is they were still wearing, was it B. Priestley that they cut the hair off uh. last time? So she Awesome Kong was still wearing some of that hair uh, this week. What did you think of this segment?
1: Didn't. Wasn't this the same thing that that um, Awesome Kong did in WWE as well? Like, she had like a knack for like beating up girls, and, like smelling their hair.
0: Uh, her Karma's like WWE run was so forgettable and nothing that I don't remember.
1: Think I think at one time like she would slam the girls and then like she would like smell their hair. It was like random. Anyway, cool. yeah. <laughs> so I, I like uh, Brandon Rhodes and Awesome Kong together. I like this whole little act that they got going on. Um, I'm kind of glad that Brandy has kind of like carved her own path away from Cody because it really never made sense because Cody's a face. And then when she's with Cody, she's a face, but then she does all these like heel tactics on the backside. I just kind of like her to be doing her own thing. And oh, I'm yeah, glad she's actually doing that. Um as far as the match goes, um it, it was meant to be a squash match. I like Nyla. I think she's great. So I don't know, just we gotta keep the ball rolling. And I can't wait to see more from Allie.
0: Yeah. Allie's pretty weak. I think she needs more time in the ring to kind of like hone the skill a little bit, but whatever. Then we finally get Le Champion, down to the ring to talk about his amazing match at Full Gear. Jericho comes out, calls Cody an entitled millennium bitch. Then, Cody Rhodes' music plays. Lights go out. The chandelier goes up. But it's MJF, baby. Uh, cuts an amazing promo just about Cody doesn't care about me. Cody doesn't care about any of you. He's a piece of shit. Uh, the crowd is just chanting bullshit and asshole at him. Fucking amazing. Um, the interaction between MJF and Jericho is awesome. MJF keeps calling Jericho Christopher. Uh, he keeps calling him Maxwell. Says that Jericho says that Maxwell wants to be Chris Jericho, wears a scarf, you know. <laughs> Has a funny nickname, three letters, blah, blah, blah. So much so that he thinks that MJF's parents got a little excited watching him fight Juventud Guerrero 25 years ago on WCW Saturday night. Which got a pop from Tony Giovanni as well.
1: <laughs> he was like, I had to laugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and then MJF goes, who's Hoovy? <laughs> that
1: was, like That was the best response that you could have had. <laughs> Like, boss that you could have <laughs> had if you were MJF.
0: <laughs> is who is Whovie the one that went crazy? Remember, like, of the three Mexicals, like, one of them went nuts. And, like...
1: That was Whovitude.
0: Yeah, solar car in Mexico. Uh, they keep going back and forth
1: until...
0: Well, they go back and forth because Maxwell keeps... MJF keeps saying... I heard you want me to join the inner circle. And Jericho keeps saying, are you saying you want to join the inner circle? And they keep going back and forth uh, until they said, you know who the biggest jackass in AEW is? And then they both say Cody Rhodes at the same time. Um, Real funny. Then Cody fucking comes out. Yeah. Hero. (laughs) Uh, The doctors and the backstage guys are trying to stop him. Cody looks like he's not going to come out. Charges the ring. Hits MJF. The best part about this is MJF pushes Jericho (laughs) at Cody. Uh, MJF gets kicked. Uh, Jericho and Cody botch a power slam, but pick it back up in a minute. Uh, He's just whooping ass. Backs uh, MJF into a corner. And then Wardlow shows up and hangs Cody by his necktie. What did you think of this whole segment?
1: Uh Okay, there's, like, two parts to this. I really liked uh, the interaction between Chris and MJF just as much as, like, everybody else. Um, I liked the fact that Cody had came out, like, because, you know, to, like, defend himself. But, obviously, that was never going to be a thing. Um, I thought, I guess if you are going to have to have a way to have Warload or Low like, show up, this would have been the way to do it, just like as MJF's bodyguard. But I don't know, man. I just it's it feels like when Batista first showed up and he was like Devon's like security guy, like his muscle. And it's just it's watching that all over again. I'm just kinda like, no, Wardlow needed something different. Like I would have loved to see him next week come out and just beat the shit out of Moxley.
0: No, like, I think I think it's feel a, like
1: that would been a proper.
0: I think it's a good introduction to Wardlow. Um he doesn't seem like the type that can talk um and you're teaming him with, you know, a fucking amazing person in MJF. He'll get over just for being MJF's muscle and we build yeah. up that the kind of the same thing that we just did with Cody and MJF where Wardlow will eventually just get sick of MJF attack him, you know, and be a hot face. That could be. Yeah. Uh, We get the third match, the rubber match, between Cliff's favorite wrestler, Hangman, Adam Page, versus Pac. Uh, I will completely tell you I feel like this match was very forgettable. And I'll get more into it on SmackDown, but... This was the third time I feel like in a month that we saw this match and it just it wasn't really anything to me. Um Pac wins. What would you grade this match?
1: Um, as far as the rubber match goes, it is what it is. Um I think it's C plus, B minus. It was it was good in pieces, but I just thought the ending was kinda of weird and I was just like I don't really care.
0: Totally, yeah. It was like you said, C plus B minus. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, it's pretty interesting though, where Pac goes from here. Um, he has probably one of the better records right now in singles in AEW, which seems to me we should put him in the world title picture. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, We get a huge backstage brawl between uh, Proud and Powerful and the Young Bucks. The only real notable thing before it hits the stage is one of them blasts the other ones (laughs) into a door, and Orange Cassie is just standing there. And the crowd fucking... Moment. Yeah, dude, the crowd erupts. And then, like one of the proud and powerful just like slowly shuts the door on him. Uh, fucking he's amazing. looking at
1: the camera as he's doing it. Like <laughs> he grabs the door handle and he looks at the camera and he's like slowly closes it. I was like, that did it for me. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fucking awesome. Uh, they get out to the ring or I'm sorry, to the stage where they fucking put Matt through the stage. Like they did to the rock and roll express just beat the living shit out of them. it's fucking crazy uh, really good schmaz. what did you think?
1: Oh that spot in particular like I want to bring up because people fail to understand like what it what it really meant right so I've heard like other podcasts bring this up, but no one actually said it so they drew like a giant white target right it's what they put people in calling it oh yeah but it's a fucking circle and they put Matt Jackson. In the circle. Like, I was like, yo, how did we miss inner circle? That's what that happened <laughs> right Cliff, there. Cliff's so I was smart. Like, it's, it's, I try. Um, <laughs> I really liked that Brandon came out to save Nick. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. They, were like, they were like, hey, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. Okay, we'll leave him alone. And then they're like, yo, Brandon, we lied. And they just beat the shit out of him, too. <laughs> i was like god man like cutler clearly is like the bottom of the barrel wrestler how, <laughs> like,
0: how dare you he's
1: like i'm sorry he's just like guy that's like he's yeah he's the zach writer of aew <laughs> like i'm just happy to be here guys i'm just gonna smile away and, <laughs> and i'm gonna get beat <laughs> like, i can feel bad saying that but um so I did I do like him being there. I like the private party. Uh it's kind of setting up themselves for like the next feud with uh Proud and Powerful. So I am very curious to see like how everything plays out now.
0: Yeah. Uh the fucking tag division is so amazing right now. Um if I was a team in WWE, I would be Itching to go over to AEW at this point to be taken serious. Maybe have a little more time with my family. Say yeah a bunch. It'd be great.
1: You yeah, know, have a little bit of a revival to your career. Yeah, I would think so.
0: Uh then we finally get yeah, the main maybe. event SCU versus Jericho and Sammy. Uh really good match. Fucking SCU is awesome. You know, now that they finally have Daniels back, I I really hope they administer the free bird the free bird rule, and we kind of get a different selection of the three each time. Um, Jericho picks up his fucking first loss in AEW. He was pinned by Scorpio Sky. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, so Russell talk talked about this, and they're kind of split, but I'm kind of on. I'm on the other side where I'm really excited because Scorpio sky clearly is becoming a star. And so they just strapped a rocket to him and shot him up. And I just, I don't know, man, I'm all about it. Like it's, and it's, it's always makes sense to have like two individuals should never be a team Four individuals should never be a team. WWE. But in this particular case, like SEU clearly has the advantage over Jericho and Sammy. And so, having Scorpio win on a roll-up still protects your champion, but then it also elevates Scorpio Sky as, like, hey, he's going to be a star, just keep your eye on him. So, I was all about it. I'm I'm all for this.
0: Yeah, me too. It's, it, I mean, it's really great. Um, I was talking to somebody who said he that they didn't like how a lot of the matches are ending up with, like, a roll-up or a small package. Um, but I don't mind it at all. It... A lot of people are so conditioned to the WWE, like, rhythm of a match that a small package is pretty fucking dangerous. You catch a guy who's not really, who isn't paying attention or who is like has his mind on something else, you could pin him. Super easy. It only takes three seconds. Um, after the match, Jericho just loses his mind and fucking destroys the outside. And we go off <laughs> the air. What would you grade this match, or what would you grade the show in general?
1: The match, I want to give it uh, an A minus, and Agreed. as for the show altogether, B plus.
0: Yeah, it was a really good show, um, especially <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> um, especially for after a pay per view. Uh, like we were saying, it moved a lot of stuff along. <laughs> we did start the show with um, Kenny Omega being told he cannot go on the show this week. He is a huge shiner from the match uh, and just looks beat to shit. So, But a lot of story moved forward. A lot of uh, rivalries, I think, are getting started on this week. So a really good show. If you didn't watch it, you should totally take a look. From the good to the bad... <laughs> It is the SmackDown WWE from November 15th. Okay. So, it starts off with Corbin. He has a, a fucking guy in a dog suit. Whatever.
1: But, uh, what Come, did on. You? Come on. First of all, <laughs> let's not undervalue the awesomeness of that dog in Roman's theme song. Barking along, cause that shit was awesome. That shit was on point. I was, I'm, I was la, I was laughing so hard when I was here. R r, r r, r r, So I'm just, I'm putting that out there right now. Best thing on the show. <laughs> You're the problem. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, all this nonsense. Gets us uh, a match, Shorty G and Mustafa Ali versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, or as we call him on this show, Rudolph. Um, <laughs> a fucking whatever match because I feel like, like I mentioned on AEW in the uh, rubber match, I feel like I watch the same SmackDown show every week at this point. Um, I feel like I've seen. Roman Reigns and uh, Roman Reigns, Shorty G, Mustafa Ali versus you know Corbin, Ziggler, Rude. Like it's it's all plug and play at this point. It's fucking just boring. Like it's not exciting at all. Um, Shorty G and Ali, (laughs) Ali G win. (laughs) They beat Rudolph. Uh, I will say this: Ali and Shorty were a really good tag team. Their styles you know, really compliment each other. Um, Gable hit, like, his awesome German suplex, which allowed Ali to hit him with a 450. So that is the end of the match. Reigns at some point comes down and, like, attacks Corbin. Fucking whatever. Who cares? What would you think of this match?
1: Um, I just liked the... I think they call it the chaos suplex by gable I refuse to call him Shorty G. I think they
0: call it the paradigm shift.
1: <laughs> Every <laughs> everybody's calling it that now. Um Yeah, so I like that and then I like the four fifty splash from those two. And I bet we see that in Survivor Series at some point. Um I really like those two working at the tag team. And I really it would be cool to see them get like a tag team push like together, just Ollie and Shorty G. And we could call them Ollie G. That would be awesome. <laughs>
0: Uh, amazing Uh, then we get uh, Braun Strowman out B-team and Drew Gulak are in the ring I bet you can guess what happens Braun Strowman just attacks everybody and beats Drew Gulak and the B-team down it was pointless. It was dumb. The only thing I enjoyed of it was Drew Kulak showing a a slide that said Drew Kulak wins the Survivor Series which I thought was spectacular. Um, No reason. His new haircut. No fucking buys. Yeah, he looks good. Uh, We get a tag team championship rematch Clifford between New Day and Revival.
1: You want to talk about this match, okay? New Day One. That's all you need to know.
0: Excuse I'm me. so Excuse pissed
1: me. at what's going on at the House Show right now. You need. You... Oh, I'm so mad Hold about on. the House Show.
0: You need to go find the <laughs> GIF of Biggie sitting on the middle rope with his legs spread and just bouncing because it's fucking truly amazing. Biggie, we need to protect Biggie at all costs. Um, <laughs> but yes, <yeah>, so <laughs> the New Day Win, uh, it's actually a, a DQ. No contest because who comes out? You're our lead NXT analyst.
1: Oh, yeah. So, in this match, we end up having the greatest faction of our current generation. I'm not even going to say all-time. But uh, Undisputed Era comes out and attacks both teams. Just so, the uh, shit out of yeah. And, 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 yeah, it was awesome. And then the other SmackDown guys come running into the ring, and Undisputed Era runs. Yeah. all the, I'm sure, like, if... Like, let's just put Undisputed Eric in, and we had, like, those guys running down the ramp. I'm sure Undisputed Eric could still take those guys. Well,
0: you think they could beat Apollo like, Cruz and Heath Slater up? Are you kidding me?
1: I I mean, Heath. I mean, he's got kids. He needs to really, <laughs> like, watch out for himself. And then Apollo Cruz, name me one thing Apollo Cruz has done...
0: In WWE. Dude, when Apollo Crews showed up in NXT, I was like, he'll be world champion in fucking no time. Like, he has everything that, like, a Vince McMahon loves. He has the body. He has the fucking personality. He, you know, can flip. And now he's just running down to the ring with the rest of the geeks. Smiles for miles. Smiles for miles, he says. Uh, The only good part about that run-in is we got to see Otis in a crop top, and I will... I'm a big, big, big fan of that. Uh, so Heavy yep. Machinery actually stayed out because they had the next match against Kip Stevens and Kevin Timms. Why, why just, are we doing had fucking to make those squash matches? Why are we doing this? I keep the team strong, damn it. Yep, but that's why you have Heath Slater and Apollo Crews. Just, just let them fucking lose. Who cares? Uh yeah. So heavy machinery kills him. The crowd really, like, didn't seem that into this. And and again, for a good reason. There's no stakes. Like, uh, I don't know. We get a, a promo with Bailey and Sasha. Blah blah blah. Nikki Cross versus Bailey. Um, if Nikki Cross wins, she can join the Survivor Series match. We don't get to finish the match because who runs in? Cliff, my lead NXT uh, analyst, Shayna Baszler. (laughs) Fucking Shayna Baszler and everybody.
1: No, 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 no. Just Shayna Baszler first, and then Bailey got out of the ring and she ran to the outside. And as she ran to the outside, she ran into Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim. And Rhea Ripley. Hey, how the
0: fuck is Mia Yim wrestling, dude? She got her nose fucking demolished by that ladder.
1: Bruh, did she? Like you <laughs> We didn't s- even talk about that yeah. in that
0: In that NXT in match, that match. Man, she was busted the fuck open. She was bleeding. And, like, here she is, like, just fucking wrestling. It was, that was the craziest part of Doctors this whole fucking, like, yeah.
1: Tough. There's no what doubt about what it. What the fuck?
0: Like, imagine you know, if Joey Mercury wrestled, in, like, two days after he got his fucking face shattered by
1: that, by that oh ladder. Like, that what? ladder. What
0: the fuck are we talking
1: about? Wait a minute. Didn't he wrestle, like, the next week with a face card? I don't think it was the next week, but he definitely wrestled with a face card, yes. I was like, God, I'll never forget that. Um, <sighs> the crazy, The crazy part that I was thinking about was... I forgot to mention At the end of NXT Shayna Baszler was on the ramp And Bailey hit her with a chair Oh yeah And so this was Shayna's Retaliation Was retribution. coming through SmackDown Yeah And um, um
0: This leads to a match Um Why not? Let's Let's get the Survivor Series match Out of the way And just do it fucking now Uh You know what? Why did Tamina come down? <laughs> I
1: have no idea so
0: much weirdness in this whole match um but it was uh Tegan Nox Dakota Kai Rhea Ripley Mia Yim versus was it Sasha Banks Dana Brooke Nikki Cross and Mandy no Carmella Bella Carmella who spent way too much time in the tanning booth she was darker than Sasha this week um, <laughs> pretty good match uh, mostly in the favor of Rhea Ripley and Sasha Banks. They had really good chemistry in the ring. Uh, and I look forward to kind of more of that. Nikki Cross got the pin. Um, so is she on Team SmackDown? Like, what are we talking about? What? Never said. But then it was just like, uh, like I think WWE just posted like oh she's on the team now like what?
1: She was supposed to beat Bailey. How? Yeah. How did she go on the team?
0: It's fucking whatever. Uh, a little earlier in the night, we did get a Firefly Funhouse, where uh, Bray performed some magic and turned the belt blue. Woo! I do like. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I, I mean, the black the black belt's the best belt, but the blue doesn't look Great. bad either. Um, no, we get a Miz TV segment to finish us up with Daniel Bryan and the Miz. Miz just fucking talks and talks. And again, Cliff, like I said earlier, it's the same shit every fucking week on SmackDown, and I'm just I'm. It's not. I Again, I don't know, dude. It's super difficult for me to watch it. It's like not exciting. How many times do I need to see Roman Reigns fight Baron Corbin? <laughs> like, I don't care. How many Ms. TV segments do I need to see? Like, I know Miz is a face at this point, but I, I don't like it. It's... Ugh. Miz says a bunch of shit. Daniel Bryan doesn't say anything. Daniel gets up and says uh, what all of us are thinking. The reason I didn't answer you is because Ms. TV sucks, and it's always sucked. <laughs> uh, Miz tries to say something to Danny Ryan's like, shut up! You be quiet! <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, then we get uh, Bray Wyatt on the Titantron, cutting a promo. They go back and forth. It was pretty good. Um, Bray Wyatt says, I know you just won a championship match. You just need to say the one magic word. You know what it is, and then Daniel Bryan says no. But if you want to fight, we can fight at Survivor Series. But it's gonna be for that belt. What do you say, Bray? Uh, Bray starts screaming, "Yes!"
1: It is the yes chant? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he did it like more diabolical. Yeah, it was then- it was
0: great. If they wouldn't do the so many goddamn camera cuts, some of his yeses were like enthusiastic, and some of his yeses were evil. <laughs> Yes. It was pretty cool. Yes! Yeah. Yes!
1: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh Let me
0: in. Firefly yes. Funhouse goes off the Titan and then it's just Miz and <laughs> Brian in the ring. And uh you just hear Daniel Bryan go, Is this are we done? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Uh but all in all, that was the highlight of the entire fucking show, I would say. That and like the Shana or I'm sorry, the Rhea Ripley. Uh, Sasha Banks stuff. Um, what did you think of the ending
1: segment? Um, so I liked the Firefly Funhouse segment. It was uh, I liked both of them. Actually, I'll be honest. So for me, for both those, um, excluding Ms. TV, just the interaction between uh, Brian and Bray, I'd give it a A. Including Ms. TV, I will give it a B. A B, yeah. Because I would give like the interaction between Miz and the the interaction between Miz and and Daniel would have been like a C at best because we've seen it so many times. But I legit I think, wish
0: that he would have just like kicked fucking Miz. You know what I mean?
1: I would have liked that. Yeah.
0: Hey, um, I don't know if you saw, but it was uh, snowing in Michigan this this week.
1: Um, I didn't see that
0: especially in HAL, Michigan, because CM Punk is back on uh, TV talking about wrestling. CM Punk joined uh, backstage, WWE backstage, and uh, we'll be covering the WWE product weekly. What is that? Tuesdays at 11. What do you think
1: about that, Cliff? I think as an employee of Fox, yes, it is amazing. For CM Punk to come back, um, I know. Like, it's funny because of, like a, the people were saying that. So when the show debuted backstage, they only had like forty nine thousand viewers, but this week they had a hundred thousand viewers, and they're like, "We think CM Punk had a big play." Now it's like CM Punk came on fifteen seconds before the show yeah, went on, and
0: nobody knew. It's not like I saw rumors or anything.
1: Right. So it's like I'm very much like whatever at that point. Um So it'll be interesting to see what happens on backstage this upcoming week. Cause I'm sure it's going to be like the numbers going to go through the roof. Oh, totally. Um, like
0: I, I but might I, actually set it on the DVR to like, take a look.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it though. I'm glad, I'm glad that he's back. Like, I guess not in the ring necessarily, but I'm just, I'm glad that he's back doing wrestling stuff.
0: Yeah, Totally. Um, I want to try something out. I didn't really, uh, give you a heads up on this. So if you don't have anything, that's fine. But I want to talk about the biggest loser of the week. I'm going to go ahead and say the biggest loser of the week is whoever was in that dog suit with Baron Corbin. (laughs) Do you have a biggest loser of the week?
1: Um, I have to think about, uh...
0: You think about it, and I'm gonna just gonna give everybody an overview of the ratings for this past week. Raw had two million viewers. NXT with seven hundred fifty thousand. AEW with just under a million at nine hundred fifty-seven thousand, and then SmackDown two point three million. Pretty shocking that Raw is only you know three hundred thousand under SmackDown when SmackDown is on network TV. wild yeah
1: i'm gonna say uh my biggest loser for would have to be the smackdown audience just in general <laughs> yeah agreed Guy, <laughs> you got the firefly segments cool but overall you you really didn't get nothing <laughs>
0: overall you guys paid <laughs> like, to fucking sorry. be
1: there and I know you know what? Maybe there is a bigger loser. The bigger loser is probably Fox because they are pissed at the <laughs> WWE for their stupid storylines.
0: <laughs> oh God! Hey, you know what? At least Lana and Rusev are on SmackDown.
1: Oh man, seriously,
0: they just get Corbin and fucking whatever. Cliff, where can people
1: find you? You guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms, um, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. CM underscore Miller eighty five. You guys can find me here on Franken Culture presents Frankensteiner. Whether it's SmackDown, Dynamite, or the Raw NXT, I'm on, I'm on both. I guess it feels like. Um, and then you guys can also catch me on Nerds at the Round Table, which, you know, it's my own little podcast talking about. Yeah, you know, comic book stuff. So, Boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and as always, you can find us all here on the Frame Culture Presents feed. Things are going to be changing fairly soon. We'll give you guys a heads up on what that means for you and your podcast subscriptions. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We just started a TikTok. There's absolutely nothing going on there. But... I needed that username for the AUWDC champion Clifford Red Dog Miller. This is Steve Acorny. Thanks.